Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tenelliot, and with me this episode is Patrick Kagongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about Brexit, but first, seize the seconds. The new video from Cons, starring Alexis Sablone and Louis Lopez, with appearances from, uh, like, a bunch of the Cons team, uh, plus footage from that Golden Hour trip to Paris, and the most Jake Johnson footage, Six Tricks, we've seen since Purple, Jason, in a time when standalone video parts can stretch past 10 minutes, can a 17-minute video be considered a full length? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, let me say, like 20 minutes to 25 minutes was a good length for a full length. So, yeah, in this economy, I think that qualifies as a full length. But um, we were just talking about the show, about how there's so many videos released in the fourth quarter now. And, like, I was thinking, like, Back in the day, like, everyone used to release their videos in the summertime. You know what I mean? Like, Virtual came out in the summer. Questionable came out in the summer. World used to come out with video every summer because, like, all the, the kids would be out of school and, like, skating all the time in the summertime. You know what I mean? But now, because of, I guess, Sodi or the Sodi discourse, you know what I mean? All this shit comes out in the fourth quarter, and uh, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, this was a super good video, man. Like, uh it was tight. I still don't understand the brand name Converse Cons. Like oh, me either. Is, 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 is it like, like for branding purposes, is it like a sub brand of Converse? Like, do you want to just go with Cons or, you know what I mean? Or Converse Skate Division or whatever. But uh, yeah, Alexis's part kind of came out of nowhere, man. Like that was some really cool shit. Like it might, it might be the dopest street part by a woman ever. Like some people on stop are like, oh, Marcel Del Santos. But like, I'm like, I don't know, dude. That was in like some zero video or something. She didn't even get shine. She didn't even get the, the love <laughs> that she deserved for that video part. Alexis, we're giving Alexis her flowers in real time. We're not oh, looking yeah, back yeah, and being like, oh, yeah, she was dope. Yeah. I, also, like Alexis's part is dope. Like it's it's like New York City street skating. And like Marissa's part was like you said, it's like zero skating. It's like Southern California handrail stuff. Yeah, which I mean, is fucking gnarly, you know. Like I actually watched some of it um, just the other day. Oh yeah, because the, like the fancy lad, uh, she went pro for fancy lad just recently. Shout out to her for that. Okay, yeah, so for sure. Keep, get, right, keep right. getting me some props now. <laughs> yeah, big big props. But yeah, like uh, any way you want to slice it, like Alexis's part is some cool shit. Like she has a really good like flick either way, like on the kickflip, like switch or regular. You know what I mean? Like a three up, three down. She does like switch, flip up, fakey heel, flip down. That shit is cool. On that like island in the middle of the street with a bump, she does like ollie up, like quick back to down, heel flip. You know what I mean? Like, so any way you slice it, it's just like a cool ass part. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I think maybe first woman ever to ollie a bump to bar. First, yeah, not not sure. It could be first I've seen. There's not some homegirl in, like, Philly or New York who's been doing this since, like, 97. Maybe. Like, I'm about to run, run yeah. up on you and be like, hey, dog. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> so put some respect maybe, in my name. Uh, maybe Jamie Reyes or someone on Rookie did it in the I day. Don't, I don't think so. I, I think <laughs> Alexis is the first. That shit is scary either way. And you know what? Like, I think it was – I'm trying to remember who was saying it. But I was like, it turns up that, like, Alexis who had – more or less a cameo in uh, PJ Ladd's wonderful, horrible life. You know, she had a part in there. She, of everybody who was in that video, PJ Ladd included, she's had the most interesting story, the wildest ride, and gets the most props. Because, like I was saying, like, it's New York City street skating. Like, her solo part, self, solo self-filmed part from earlier in the year, especially her skating that, uh, that gap in front of the crib in Brooklyn, that was sick, right? Like, it's really good. Like, this is somebody who's, like, she's a polymath, right? She's into lots of different stuff. She's a great contest skater. She's an architect with a master's in architecture from MIT, one of the best schools in the country, best schools in the world, right? Animator. She's done some of her own music in parts. Like, she's one of those people who you just are excited to see what, what's going to happen next. And, like, it was kind of weird. Like, she left Weekend under some, like, dark circumstances, dubious circumstances. I'm not really sure what happened. Like, one minute she was on the team, then she was off, and then like a whole bunch of other stuff started happening at weekend, uh, almost concurrently. So I won't speculate, but yo, what a like not just a come up, this is a level up for sure. Like all timers is that much better with her on the squad. Yeah, and that uh, the graphic she came out with with the uh, Goodwill Hunting, like 
blackboard shit. That shit was fire, dude. That's one of the so good. And the ad yeah. was oh, yeah, man. yeah. It's one. Of, that's one of the like uh, most impactful graphics like uh, I've seen in a minute. Shout out whoever did that. Whether it was uh, it might have been Alexis. <laughs> yeah, but she or like uh, Brian Delaney or uh, Dana or one of those dudes. Shout out whoever did that because that yeah. shit was fire. Like, shout out to Converse, but like you know what's kind of weird is that it's like this dropped literally a couple of days after the Vans video, and that was for like a second was I mean it's still getting a lot of traction in you know the group text and among skate Twitter you know amongst like um, all these places where folks are discussing what's popping in videos, but like you're gonna come through with a not only a hype a hype Alexis Sublone part, you're gonna come through with some some bonus Jake Johnson and a full Louis Lopez. <laughs> That's yeah, I cool, man. I watched it back to back, like on, <laughs> you know, whatever day it came out. I just watched it, and then I was just like, "Let's watch it again." And I never do that. It was it was <laughs> yeah, that good. I, yeah, I haven't done that since like a trilogy. I think I watched trilogy three times in a row or something, like the day it came out or whatever. <laughs> but because uh, some videos are just like, and like back to the question, you know, about how long is how what, what length is a full length, an actual full length. 20 minutes is perfect because this is like the exact length that you need to get hyped to go skate. Yeah, you, there's no time to like lose the hype. Whereas if it's an hour, it's like, yeah, that first part hyped me up. And then like, yeah, I kind of chilled out after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That Louis, the Louis part was, uh, that was something that, what was his last part before this? Was it purple or did he have something else? Like, I think he had another part this year. He must have had something this year. He's not the kind yeah. of person to not have yeah. video parts coming out. Was it an FA or a hockey yeah. joint last yeah. year with uh, with no music in it, which was yeah, really I, really good? Yeah, he's had a couple like FA or uh, I think he's on FA, right? Not hockey, but uh, yeah, he's had some shit come out the year. But yeah, that's that kid, dude. Like uh, he I've said this before on this podcast, but he's definitely uh, in the elite in terms oh, of skaters. Yeah. Like I mean, like uh, he was like a little grom or whatever, but like once he got older got a little power like you know what i mean started like refining his uh trick selection a little bit it was a wrap like he has some of the quick quick foot shit going on but still like with the power moves like the kick flip over the uh that crazy bump to bar so yeah yeah dude he's elite he, i'd like i wouldn't i really wouldn't be shocked if he got sodi like I, I wouldn't be shocked for this year yeah for this year just like sneak up, just like on the low key tip, like like sneak attack. Like he he had a yeah, covers a couple issues ago with Rasher. Yep. At this part, a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. You know what I mean? Like if, he was if, just like, oh, I'm gonna grab that. <laughs> this this mine. Yeah, yeah yeah. Like yeah, I really wouldn't be shocked because like uh, he's kind of like in his. He's definitely in his window, like the twentieth. Yep. For uh, street skaters, but. Uh, for sure. Yeah, and that kid is uh, something, man. Like, that fucking, what does he do? He's got the ledge game, like, on those downtown New York ledges, like the black ones. Like, that alley-oop at the Arco, Arco rails, like, alley-oop, backside flip up the curb, like, six foot down, like, no push. Like, yeah, dude. I wouldn't oh, be yeah. shocked if I, if he got Sody. Seriously. I wouldn't, it was on, like, some sneak attack shit. Would anybody be <laughs> mad? Because, like, let's, let's, let's be frank. There's some folks who are saying, like, it's in the bag for Mason because my man put out five parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, guess I mean, hard to argue uh, against Mason. You know, it's quality and quantity. You yeah, know, it's yeah. not like he's just shitting stuff out. It's all gnarly yeah, good stuff, insane. good music. Like, what's? How could he not get it? You know, <laughs> unless know. Lou you Lopez know. comes out with a big stunt. Yeah, it's to like close out <laughs> the end of the year. Well, it's like it's kind of like Phelps recipes. Recipes to God, Jake Phelps. Was like the wild card, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he, it was kind of came down to him, like like Wes Kramer. Like how the fuck did Wes Kramer get Sodi? Like San Diego rode for like Royal Trucks at the time, know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I don't know. He's like he's like really out there doing it, man. Like I wouldn't be shocked. One of one of these years, like probably he's gonna get it. But you're right though, because like, but the thing was like that, that was again, God bless the dead. Phelps was like he was the wild card. He was one who might. He might just be like, it's got to be Louis Lopez. <laughs> Louis Lopez. Louis yeah. Lopez. And like, you'd be like, but Mason put out five parts. Louis Lopez came through that heat when it counted. Yeah. It, yeah. When it, when it counted. Yeah. Who knows? But I yeah. mean, also, like, Mason set an impossible standard for future SOTIs. And we rapped about this in our kind of our discussion about where skater of the year going to go. Like, if you drop five 
excellent parts. Like these would be career defining parts for any other skater except yeah, yeah. for maybe like Ishad. Yeah. Yeah, Ishad's in a, he's in his own fucking uh lane pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so now there's now there's two people. There's two people in that lane who can drop quality parts, quality Instagram footage, whatever, and it's really, really good. And yeah, but yeah. like Louis Lopez coming through because Louis Lopez also has that thing that Costin had for a brief second in where it was just like you were just waiting to see what's this guy gonna do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Costin yeah. Yeah, had that was on that vibe for a while, like probably from like falling down to like chocolate tour. He had like a six year run where it was like, all right, this dude's like on another level, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like a little bit beyond everyone else. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just enough that like there was cooler skaters. There were cooler skaters who were on Krail Tap, like Tony Ferguson. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like Costin was streets ahead of everywhere else. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and like when he was back, when he was on Dwindle, when he was under the world umbrella, being on 101, like I, I still think, I just think like, the great what if would have been what if Costin stayed on 101 when Gino <laughs> and, uh, and Dill got on? Yeah. That, that team was already unstoppable. Imagine them with, with Costin at the head. Yeah. yeah powerful. Costin yeah. and Trilogy. <laughs> yo completely 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 different career trajectory yeah i mean probably trilogy wouldn't have been trilogy it would have been blind or 101 would have had their own video which would have been really rad with Nottis at the helm yeah <sighs> true <laughs> with Gino. but, uh, but been? back to the <laughs> but back to converse cons like uh ben shadorn who also did purple did an exceptional job with the soundtrack and also just kind of like the 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 portrait that he paints of the places where people skate. Uh, you know, we had talked to Matt Price from Golden Hour. And the thing is that his photos of this Converse trip, you know, the video, you know, from that same trip appears in, the, in, um, in this Converse joint. And it looks exactly the same. You can feel the excitement coming off the page in the photos and same thing from the footage, like Alexis with the, the heel flip across the street gap. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, on the like? banks of the Seine. Oh, that was uphill. That uh, that was like fucking uphill, dude. Who does that? I know. <laughs> he clips but, a, a street yeah, cap like, uphill in Paris, no less. Yeah, and like Shadorn, like he. It, it seems like there's like um, there's a bit of like um. Uh, I think it's you know it also I think it's the places that he films skaters the 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 spots that he films at in in Paris um the lighting and also like let's keep it funky too the fits in this video were fantastic. <laughs> yeah, who's that uh? That one dude with like the uh, the beret and the scarf around the neck. That's Dolan Stearns doing it for the ice cream. <laughs> that was a look. That was a look, dude. That was the L E W K look. You know, berets need to come back into fashion for skating. Like, that berets, like on the Hosoi tip. <laughs> I mean, for me, the the uh, scarf is more my vibe because that actually has like a practical application in the summer to keep you from getting the farmer's tan. You're rocking yeah, your yeah, handkerchief yeah. on your uh, around your neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looked like yeah, he was. So- uh, he looks like he was just getting off work, like flipping some pizzas or whatever. <laughs> See, I, I thought he was like a portrait painter uh, uh, pizza, in Paris. They, they like picked him up after Alexis's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yo oh, flip. Oh, let me paint your portrait. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry for the whack, like French, uh, whatever the fuck. I feel like Dolan Stearns is somebody who hasn't gotten a fair shake or hasn't like gotten a chance to really show what they got because he's fucking good but just hasn't had like that breakthrough part yeah what's his deal was he on zero or whatever was he in that camp he, or fucking he was on lurkville which maybe that's oh, the problem yeah. you know like not on a uh, brand yeah, it's like doing even, a lot for him yeah i don't know I, I i guess like there's another thing that's interesting too how do you make a breakout part in 2020 you gotta make like three or four of them but how <laughs> Like, who do you call? Like, is it, or is it, or is this, is this another business opportunity for mostly skateboarding's global world takeover? You know, are you a professional skater? Are you looking for a way to break into the industry and capture the hearts and minds of skaters all over the world? Call mostly skateboarding and let us set up a marketing plan for you to get you from local legend to skater of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, like you see all these parts on Thrasher. It's like some dude, you know what I mean? I've never heard of with some part. It's like, it's kind of hard to, like, you know what I mean, grab onto mentally. But, like, if it was, like, oh, this new dude on, like, my, maybe I'm old or whatever, you know what I mean? But if it was, like, this is the new dude on Plan B, whatever, he's the shit, then it's, like, oh, okay. 
he's under this umbrella, blah, 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 Mike T, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's like you, you got to have the cosign from like a cool brand. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no cosign. Like if, if there's like so-and-so dude on FA, you're like, holy shit, this dude must have, must be really out there doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, because we if, trust if, Dill's taste. Yeah. But if it's just some dude like on a shop or whatever, some part in a trash, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to like get behind that. You know what I mean? It's rough, man. It's tough out there, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, like, well, then whose taste do we not trust? Like whose taste? Who is not a tastemaker? Who had it, lost it? I, I think the, maybe the problem is like Lurkville. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about Lurkville. Like I don't know yeah, who's behind yeah. it. So yeah, like if you ride for Lurkville, is. I don't know that like you know like we were saying if you ride for fa you got dill's cosign but if you ride for lurkville it's like who's cosigning for you i don't know like it could just be some dude who's like doesn't know that no yeah. skateboarding that well and is like yeah this guy seems good we'll put him on and then like give him some yeah. boards or whatever yeah I, I think like lurkville i don't think anyone in skateboarding should have the lurk in their name except for like uh lurkers or lurkers one or lurkers two well what about lurk nyc lurk at, yeah i don't even know dude like they're good. Yeah, 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 right, right. But um, what the fuck? But yeah, even like Girl Chalk, like they like hooked up those two or three kids from New York or whatever in that latest video. Those kids rip. You know what I mean? Oh, Carl Aikens and all them. Yeah, Carl Aikens. That one kid, I forget his name. That were in that recent video. Those kids are like, all right, you know, they got like the Rick and Mike co-sign, the ripping East Coast. You know what I mean? Like I fuck with it. You know what I mean? But if it's some- I don't know. It feels like it feels like Rick and Mike are kind of like. In the background a little bit more now, yeah, yeah. Just letting like letting the skating speak for itself, and like in that aspect, like chocolate, I think has had like girl is like is in the middle of rehabbing its image, but yeah, yeah. chocolate, I think like like chocolate, like Carl Aikens, yeah, Carl Aikens rips, he's doing it, he's out there doing it. Hell yeah, is he? Because he films with uh, Naquan, um, yeah, Naquan Rollins, yeah, 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 yeah. Is is Carl? Uh, is he pro yet? Don't think so. Don't think That's so. a shame. Sure, it's like in the they, works. They, they better not do, they they better not do him wrong and have him just like chilling on the Forever Am program because that that ain't right. I mean, they got a track record. Yeah, like the uh, the Crail Flow Vortex is has a list a mile long of people who you know what I mean getting boxes getting getting boxes is nothing like you know what I mean. But uh, I mean, I understand it. Like they have you know for a number of years, like they were kingmakers in the industry you got on yeah, Crail yeah. tap like you were not only on a cool company you were also on a popular company and you were getting boards and you were getting decent pay you were hooked up with an umbrella of stuff but just like carl akins is like carl akins is doing something like carl akins is pumping out new york city footage yeah, yeah. for a minute yeah it was like it was only gino who was back east and you know he was going through some things so he wasn't nearly as prolific as carl akins is right now like Girl Chocolate could become like that, you know, company where just like every kid at LES, every kid at Tompkins will be like, yo, Carl Aikens, that's my dude. Like yeah. I'm riding I'm riding his board. Yeah, I can't man, I can't remember those other two dudes' name in that one video of Carl Aikens, but like that's what I said, dude. Like if chocolate just like gets behind some East Coast rippers, like it'll like, you know what I mean, revitalize the brand or whatever. Oh hell yeah. That'd oh, be an interesting hell. left turn. You know, because I, I feel like Girl is very much like a California company. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel like Girl has always been like a bunch of friends, and I feel like it's hard to be a bunch of friends where it's like we live in LA, and then like we're also like super tight with these dudes in New York. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't see them that I mean, much. They had it with they had it with San Francisco. That most of the contingent. I mean, like Carol's from the Bay Area, like Shamil, like all those cats were from SF, and there's tons of SF footage in the first couple of chocolate videos and you know there was always more of like uh because like chocolate hung out with menace like it yeah, didn't yeah. feel as it didn't feel as california bro like it was like the hood el barrio just yeah, it was yeah. um it was, it was something like it was, it no, was something like you know no you, no, you no, 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 no you're right no when chocolate first came out it was like there was these were all like latino and black skaters like it was fucking sick like you know what i mean and they were like skating like lockwood Fucking Los Feliz before pre gentrification or whatever, skating to oh, like, yeah. <laughs> skating to like, uh, whatever the fuck they're like, war and shit. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a whole vibe, like, like old soul music. Yeah, exactly. Like they had a whole vibe, but uh, yeah, damn. I'm like, what was I saying? Like, 
in 2020, like, I think that's a good move. It's like getting behind some, like, East Coast rippers. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? This is chocolate, whatever. Yeah, like, they, they should. They should. But, like, but speaking of, you know, again, we got to bring this back to cons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rick Howard, I think, like, Mouse and FTC2, where he was rocking cons, and he yeah, the looked doc, the so good at that. I think, like, I understand it's one thing to own Lakai. It's one thing to be a business owner, own your own shoe company. But, like, Rick could, like, come back out with, like, uh, would that be, it would be unprecedented, but it would be so dope if he's like, yo, I'm just going to put a a part for cons. Or someone did, like, an edit of all Rick skating just to him and cons because he made it look so good. Those shoes were impossible to find back in the day. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, the, the Dr. J low tops. I don't think those are. Like I, I had some like I skated some like purple. I think Dr. J high tops or whatever. But they were like not the skate line. They were just like the regular. You know what I mean? Cons line. But yeah, those Dr. J mid tops were hard, dude. Not gonna lie. Yeah. And then okay. Then of course you know Vans just dropped a video. Converse just dropped a video. Like it's becoming increasingly apparent that shoe videos are that much more. They're getting that much more traction and getting a lot more attention from folk than, say, a board brand or wheel company. How much longer is this going to last? Like, at some point, like, we're hearing rumblings of shoe programs that are being cut. Folks getting, you know, dropped from the team. They're not getting boxes anymore. Like, was it Carl Watson said something on the bunt around this time last year that, you know, he does some rep work for Adidas and he had to kind of cut the list of who he's hooking up because I guess, like, Adidas was sending out a lot of packages. How much longer is this like this shoe bonanza going to last? Like there was a period where board companies were killing it and now it's shoe companies. Like, is it going to slow down? I think it'll probably slow down. I mean, I think the, the big shoe companies have um, kind of squashed the core brands. So now that they're, now that they've like cemented their spot in skateboarding, they don't have to work as hard or they don't, you know, cause I think part of it was just like, I'll sponsor this guy so that America can't sponsor him, you know, and it, like mm-hmm. I'll pay him more than America could and just like not even put him on the team. Just like I'm paying you to not ride for America, <laughs> not to ride for America, or what, you know, whatever. So I think that there's probably, yeah, going to be a lot of people like that who are just going to be like, well, you don't have any America to go to now. So um, we don't need to pay you anymore. Yeah. Have fun with, uh, what is it? Uh, Saucony or, um, Celeste, <laughs> yeah, I think, or, or Diodora, whose shoes are actually, Diodora. yo, those drones look skateable. Have you guys seen the Asics uh, skate shoes from Japan? Not wait, bad. wait, hold They're up, insane. Are, are they like Asics Tiger skate shoes, like Bruce Lee, fucking? No, they're they're. You'd hope that they would do something like that, but they're like tech, like big. Oh, they're crazy. Fucking, like yeah. it's kind of like the Nike model of like we're gonna design a shoe for skateboarding. Like in a lab, yeah. not like in the yeah, streets. But it, but it came out. Yeah, but it came out last. Yeah, that's yeah, that's wild. I think I don't know. I think Nike might come up with a part. Might come up with a part for a Uto because I saw mm. something on Twitter. Like I don't know. He he might like. I think they might drive a part with him like before the end of the year. You serious? Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's like I saw some like shit with some wild like like uh, neon kind of like Tokyo type animation or whatever yeah they just did some like park opening edit from tokyo but i I think you're right that there's like a street street park coming from yuto uh in the near future yeah they might as well drop it before the end of the year because january like it's like you know i mean what the fuck yeah hits the reset button yeah exactly i hit the reset button on everything then we'll be like uh what are are we going to talk about this week like um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh i I think those ASICs that you're talking about, I just looked them up real quick. I think those are supposed to be those are supposed to be a tie-in with the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, if, there's been some folks who have pulled off some wild fits, especially with when it comes to shoes. So you know what? Like somebody might somebody could might rock those with the right pants and they look amazing. Yeah, I mean somebody probably could. Wouldn't be me though, I don't think. Well, yeah, wait, I just I just got my I just got some polar big boys, so I gotta Next time it's like semi nice out, I'm gonna go try them out and skate them and shit. Oh, you're actually skating them? They're, these are not for chilling. Like you actually put no, these no, to work. no, they're, they're for skating. No, if I'm chilling, I I have if I have to wear something a little a little more fitted. A little more. <laughs> fitted. I'm, I'm like, listen, listen, I'm, I'm, 
I'm a I'm a middle aged Jewish man. You know what I mean? Like if I'm out, I gotta wear something a little more fitted than. The big. <laughs> oh man, the, what you call it? Um, I actually got the hat for you, man. Like um, somebody just posted a, a Zabar's hat. Oh hell yeah, 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 hell yeah. That but, dude, uh, uh, Mooney, he was got that like an Etsy yeah, or. That's, yeah, that's the homie. Shout out Matt Mooney. Yeah, yo, you you might need to cop that. Complete the look. <laughs> complete the like. <laughs> Actually, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of some new pants, I got some uh, some J Crew joints, which are baggy. And um, my wife is a little confused. She's like, "When did you start wearing baggy pants?" You know, it's like this is where I skate in, but you're wearing them around the house. I was just like, "Cause I go skating after work." <laughs> there you go. You know, I'm bringing up. We're bringing it back. We're not just like we're not just wearing these out. This is just gonna be the yeah. uh, the all chiller look. <laughs> my shit is like I work from home, so like I have like my works my work sweatpants and like. Like my chilling sweatpants. I just wear like sweatpants pretty much all the time, except for when I'm skating. I don't know. Can't skate skate in sweatpants unless you're Steve Williams. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it, if it's hot out, like it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Woo Welsh back in the day. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those those sweatpants are uh, legendary. legendary. What, 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 yeah, those are like side. What were there? It was like if you're listening to this podcast, you know the pair of sweatpants we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Those are like forty four. Like. <laughs> Le- this yeah, is le- this is legendary. <laughs> what can you say? Real quick, I want to give a shout out to the homie uh, Cal Casa from Brazil. Had some uh, clips in there. Yeah, from killing sli- it. From, yeah, killing yeah. it from, from uh, slides and grinds. It seems like it was only June, but it seems like a million years ago that we were like waiting for the next episode of Slides and Grinds. Wow, shout that out. seems like forever ago. I know. Right? Also, shout out uh, Zared and uh, and Jake Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson coming through with some sick footage. Yeah, it's crazy that six clips feels like substantial from Jake Johnson. Yeah, yeah. that that's part of his whole uh, aura, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, but it works. It works so well, and it's like, this, and this is also like the perfect length, right? Like you, you like you understand Jake Johnson is doing his thing, and he gave you six. It was like, you know what it's like? It's Jake Johnson is giving us what we wished Gino would. Yeah, just a yeah. little bit, yeah. just a little something. Yeah, just a little something on a regular basis. Yeah, six you tens know? is better than twelve fives. You know, there you go. And I love Gino. We all love Gino, but just like imagine if Gino just gave us like twice a year. Gino just came through like Jake Johnson. Yeah, just pops up in like all the FA edits with a handful of clips. Exactly, exactly. That's oh, I know it, it's it's difficult. The man is injured and and you know regular adult life. We get it. But Jake Johnson. But then again, maybe you know what? That's the thing. That's what Jake Johnson is here for. Hold you down when Gino's not around. And it wouldn't be a cons video without a tribute to the late great Ben Ramers, UK legend, gone too soon, kind of like the United Kingdom leaving the European Union. Yep, that's correct. At the end of this month, December 2020, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland will be formally leaving the European Union. The decision to leave the EU will have repercussions in every single corner of British life, including, but not limited to, travel, cell phone roaming charges, and yep, even skateboarding. It was 1973, the same year that the UK entered the European community, as it was then known, along with the Republic of Ireland and Denmark, that skaters first sessioned South Bank in South London, thanks to its features being absolutely perfect for skating. While some companies like Flip, which had previously been known as Deathbox, leaned into the special relationship between the US and the UK, the majority of UK companies flourished thanks to the European connection. This wouldn't have been possible without the single market, which the UK is also scheduled to lead. Established in 1993, the single market seeks to guarantee the free movement of goods, capital, services, and labor, aka the four freedoms. All right, word. What does this mean in skater speak? It means this. Sour skateboards can press their boards at a woodshop called HLC in the UK. They can screen and print their shirts in Portugal. And they can sponsor skaters from all over Europe without having to get them special work permits, visas, whatever. Or a group of Hungarian and Polish skaters decide, hey, let's move to Barcelona and skate full time. Again, no work permits, no residency permits. They can just roll up. And even though they may have Hungarian and Polish cell phone and data plans, They don't have to pay roaming charges within the EU because of a recent law change that eliminated roaming charges for sale and data plans. And if they got Netflix accounts from back home, they can watch those in Barcelona too on the late night tip because portability laws were changed so that if you got an account in one country, 
You can take it with you. Same thing with your Amazon, whatever, whatever. The homeboy, Shorts God, Lucas Puig, he can sleep soundly every single night knowing that there's no bureaucratic red tape preventing his paychecks from Palace, a London-based company, or Germany's Adidas from hitting his direct deposit in his French bank account. Pontus Al can move Polar from Sweden to Portugal as easily as I could get up and move to the most glorious state of New Jersey. So, as the UK prepares to foolishly walk into the economic and political unknown, we wanted to take some time to look back at the last 20 years of British skating. Again, the last 20, because this is when not only the U did the UK start really building bridges because of the European connection, but the UK also became more than just a stop on summer tours for American companies. Jason, Templeton, I've talked OD too much. We all came out skating in the same era. When did you first start noticing skating from the UK? Hit me with that real talk. Uh, I think for me, it was like those early 411 world report sections. That's just kind of where I kind of saw skating from all over the world. And of course, that kind of sparked my interest. I think Britain specifically, there was like the, all the European contests, you know, and there was always like Radlands, Tom Penny doing the epic like switch frontside flip over the pyramid. I think that's kind of like where the Brit where I saw British skateboarding. But I think Blueprints Waiting for the World was really the turning point where like I saw British people skating Britain. And um, yeah, that felt really fucking rad. Because it, it, as an East Coaster, it felt like East Coast, but kind of exotic. Shitty spots, bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jason, what about you? When did, when did you take notice of the UK's skateboarding? Pretty much the same. Like I think it was 401 number two. They had a uh, world report from South Bank, and it was like Winston Whittier and a bunch of locals just like ripping, and it was cool. And like uh, around the same time in Transworld, they had a bunch of like coverage of Tom Penny, and like there was one photo when he was like switched nose sliding super small hubba down some stairs like in a forest, but it was like totally like bleak and like dark in the middle of like it was. It was like in the middle of like a Sherlock Holmes story. You know what I mean? Some <laughs> more or something. Like the bleakest, most black and white, most dreary spot you could ever imagine. And that was like, yeah, that was where I first saw Tom Benny. And like, uh, then I guess it was like Carl Shipman. Carl Shipman was like dopest. Like it's part, you know, um, part in visual sound, like still holds up to this day. Like people don't know like i just saw this recently he had this one line where he does this like switch pop shove it or pop shove it off this bump in san francisco and or a switch back side when he that was the whole trick in visual sound but someone just posted it on instagram it might have been that guy like 400 lines or whatever but he actually did that then he went across the street and did a whole other line at uh black rock at the ledge over there but like yeah carl shimmon in the day like he was dope as fuck dude like he could have been i think he could have been on plan b i think the deal was like they were trying to get him on plan b but like jason lee fuck with him so he's like gone on stereo but yeah that was it for me for like uk and of course like that's for tom penny it was like a rap like you know what i mean and yeah 96 and it's like it's interesting too because like Deathbox changing their name to flip moving to huntington beach sponsoring everybody i think that um, I can't remember what uh, the visa is for starting a business in the U.S. Uh, because I think that was their in for getting everybody from all over Europe to come to the States to skate for them. Um, but like, I just can't help but wonder, like, imagine if Flip had stayed in the U.K. Or maybe like they never would have had the same influence if you didn't see Tom Penny for like two years being the best skateboarder in Southern California. Just better than everybody. Yeah, I think yeah, they no, had to come over. I, I, yeah. I think he had to, to like solidify his, uh, or you mean to do his thing or whatever, you know? Yeah. Cause like, was it Radlands? Was it 95? Yeah. It was Europe 95. Cause like 94, he placed well. Right. And apparently like, uh, people were spitting at him and they're doing shooting spitballs <laughs> and kind of just like hassling all the English cats. And then you fast forward just a year and Tom Penny comfortably wins Europe, uh, excuse me, uh, Radlands 95. Like, and then also, I think Tampa Am that year too, right? Damn, I don't I know. Can't, I can't remember. No, yeah, like, I've, I've seen some like really, 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 really good. But like that was like that was like a hint of it. Like you had a little bit from Carl Shipman, and when Carl Shipman unfortunately got deported after going to Slam City Jam, and then 
turns out he had overstayed uh, his tourist visa. So they booted him and well, he was able to successfully get back in the country. But, you know, one thing that has really changed now is that because of the Internet, it's much easier for us to keep up with UK skating. And, you know, for years, it was like there was like a couple of newsstands in New York where you could get UK skate magazines, a couple of skate shops that would carry them. Otherwise, like it would be like when I was going to visit relatives in Uganda, we'd stop in London, get some skate mags, you know, like Kingpin. Um, I think. Uh, who's sidewalk. that big one? Sidewalk was it? Uh, was it Keep Rad? Sidewalk. Yeah. yeah, read and destroy. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it was one thing to just to be able to have a skate magazine. It was even more amazing to get uh, English skate magazines, right? You know, ones that are covering uh, stuff from all over the UK. Like for me, it was um, Thrasher, October '96, and there was a story in there uh, with a guy who went to Scotland to visit his, you know, his cousin for a wedding. All his whole family was out there. And they had, uh, was it Livingston Park, which is not too far to the, I think it's immediately to the west of Edinburgh. And it just looked so wild. And then it turns up it was in, uh, what was it, Antihero, it was like Antihero 98, the cow video, I think that is. And it yeah, just, looked, yeah. that park looks terrifying. And then, you know, I found out, you know, a couple of years later, like people started skating, like the better places to skate were not the older cities. It was all the cities that had been destroyed in World War II and rebuilt. You know, more like a, yeah, yeah. a modern architecture, yeah. like a Milton Keynes, uh, Coventry. Yeah, Milton. Yo, Milton. What is Milton Keynes like? Was it like some big like office park that they built or whatever in the seventies or eighties or like? Because like in my mind, it's just like one big like it was like marble ledges like forever. So was that was that just like some like office like corporate park they built? In the day, you know what I mean, like in the eighties or what? I think no, the Milton a... Keynes place that you see in videos is like a skate park, the one with like the ledges oh, yeah, and like yeah. the, it's like a ledge and then like a ledge yeah, off the ledge yeah. and like mm-hmm. yeah, that's like a. Yeah, I oh, think I think maybe yeah, it was a skate cool. spot that they that became sanctioned or something yeah. like that. But like yeah, yeah but Milton Keynes is also like uh, what in uh, in France, you know, they have uh, a lot of the new towns around uh, most of the big cities. Um, there are some cities. Also, yeah, France yeah. had the same thing, where cities that were just destroyed in World War II, like Le Havre, but like Milton Keynes is very similar. Like Coventry, both were destroyed by the Luftwaffe bombing in World War II. And um, excuse me, Milton Keynes was built from the ground up. Uh, it was other cities like Coventry, which were destroyed. And you know, at the time, late '60s, early '70s, it was all concrete, everything. And so it's, it's yeah, gray yeah. and it's drab and it's kind of depressing looking, but for skating, it's paradise. So much yeah, better. Li- yeah. W- li- yeah. Listen, when you think about Milton Keynes, it's like, you got to think of my, uh, my number one favorite UK skater, Rob Selly, AKA mm. the UK Eric Krupecki, like killed those Milton Keynes legends, like did everything. Like, I don't know, dude, like he, sk- he skated like he was from like Los Feliz or whatever. Mm-hmm. He- the same like trick selection the same like swagger but he was from like i don't know Mil- where is milton Keynes in relation to london anyway is it like uh outskirts or something no it is hold up let's pull up a map it is i think it's to the i want to say to the yeah to the northwest yeah northwest yeah yeah yeah, yeah rob so like killed yeah it's not far but the thing is it's like it's a you know distance is a completely different thing in the uk because you know, a 12-hour drive, you can go, what, you can go from the southern tip of England all the way to the north of Scotland, right? Yeah, yeah, Whereas here, you can drive 12 hours in the state of California and still be in the same state. Yeah, yeah, You know, so, but like, but like back to your point about the homeboy being like Eric Pupecki, when did y'all think that UK skateboarding actually came into its own, came into its own? Like, it stopped being just like, well, oh, the American skaters are coming over for a bunch of contests on the continent. And then they're taking the train under the channel, coming through, and they're doing some more contests. So they're flying over, and then they're going home. It, it, was, it was probably like the, the blueprint, like, waiting for the world era. Like, that was when I was downloading a lot of skate videos off uh, IRC. Mm-hmm. So, I get, so I get, like, waiting for the world, like, all the blueprint shit. So, like, right, yeah, around that era. Also, like, landscape and shit landscape was doing it or whatever they had that one board graphic which is like stone snowy i think that dude snowy he had like a stone roses graphic yeah. or whatever so like yeah like around that era like early 2000s they were really doing it i think like making a name for themselves 
Yeah, I think that's what it was for me, like the 2000s. I remember like I saw Waiting for the World and then John Rattray was on like that video radio tour and shortly mm-hmm. thereafter got on Zero, which I was like super bummed about because I was like, <laughs> oh, like he's like so like he's like the best dude on Blueprint and now like Blueprint lost their best dude and then like, I don't know, he's gone over to Zero, but whatever. I mean, great for him. Um, and I totally understand why he would, you know, make that move. But for me, it felt like, you know, a loss for Blueprint, which I thought was a rad company. Yeah. But they, they, they seem to be the one, like, when they went, when they, like, both Blueprint in the UK, Cliché in France, like, when those two companies dissolved, it seemed like a thousand flowers bloomed, right? Like, all these little companies came up from all the people who left, right? Or or had been influenced by either of those two, but especially Blueprint. Like, yeah, I mean, Isle and, and Palace are, like, you know, direct descendants. Yeah, actually, that, and then, like, it, it's... Because, like, Palace is now, like, the standard bearer of where, like, hey, we can do things completely in a UK style. Mm-hmm. Like, everything in those videos, like, going back to their early, you know, their early clips is, like, it's drum and bass, raga uh, culture. It's it's uh, uh, oh, corner yeah. shop, like, you know, just cooling in a track suit. You know, it is <laughs> as... It is as un-American as you could possibly think about and like all of a sudden like yeah, yeah i just kids, uh, kids in america are trying to do are are pulling that look there's cats on fairfax who look like they just stepped <laughs> off the council estate head to toe tracks <laughs> everything tucked in socks Powell's just dropped this like leather jacket like an avarex or whatever with like <laughs> with like you know what i'm gonna you know what i'm talking about right with the picture of mm-hmm. shakespeare on the back and like some shake Shakespeare quote down the side. I was like, damn, dude. Like, I missed it. Like, it was probably like a thousand dollars. Like, wait. But I was like, damn, dude. It's like an Avrex with like Shakespeare on the back, dude. Like, that shit is hard, dude. Yeah, almost as hard yeah. as the bronze, the bronze eight ball jacket that just dropped. Yeah, yeah, that shit is hard too. <laughs> but like, Palace would never have existed. Like, Palace would not be on the radar if it wasn't for a couple of those early folks. But like, um. There's like this Instagram site, um, Manchestalgia, and it's all stuff from the north of England. So, you know, Merseyside, like Manchester, Liverpool, places like that. Like, it seems like it seems like now is the best time to be a skateboarder who's not from the U.S. because, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. The U.S. sucks. Listen, it's like it's recite. I can recite a chapter in reverse. The U.S. is the worst place to skate, dude. Like the U.K. (laughs) UK is better, France is better, Spain is better, Germany is better, Berlin is fucking amazing. Yeah, the even Brazil, US is like probably the worst, dude. In terms of like even well, in terms of the, at least in terms of the shit that I fuck with like plaza skating or whatever, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. low impact plaza skating. But like the the internet has created like a whole other market for it and like now like there's all these like weird little ecosystems that are like there's young cats across the US who are more interested in what Palace is up to and the music that they're putting in their videos, the clothes that they're wearing, than whatever it is that they would rock in, you know, X or Y American city. And it's like, it's fascinating because like for years, you know, you talk to, you know, I talked to my cousins over there uh, in England. And it was so funny because like for the longest time, right? Like my cousin was like, yo, you got to check out UK rap. You got to check out So Solid Crew. And I'm just like, Dog, I'm from New York. Like, I grew up during the golden age of hip-hop. <laughs> Dude, like, Wu-Tang was on the radio. Tribe was on the radio. We lived that in real time. I do not need to hear anything else. You fast forward, like, uh, Afrobeats, which is from Nigeria via the UK. Uh, grime is worldwide. Everybody is into yeah. grime. Like, it's kind of amazing. Like, you know, America, you know, American pop culture doesn't have the, the supremacy that it once did, but especially in skating, like people are making it a point to be like, I'm just going to go and say, skate some crusty ledge in London because it's going to look better than, you know, the same plaza or the same spots in LA, San Francisco, in New York, Philly, even DC that have been in videos for the last 35 years. Yeah. I think everybody's figured out yeah. that it, it looks better to skate your hometown ledge that nobody's ever seen before than to go out and, you know, skate some plastic bench at a San Diego schoolyard, you know, which used to be kind of your, your way into the industry. <laughs> yeah. Like, is, is there an incentive, you know, and we have no idea what the next couple of years going to look like for life in the UK, but we can at least anticipate some sort of, I would say Scotland will probably leave and then rejoin the European Whoa, Union. Hold up. Country. 
Wait, shots fired. Scotland is going to become its own independent country. You I'm going to put it. I think uh, independence vote May of next year. I would want to say 60-40 for independence. You uh, you heard it first. I'm, but but like, man. I'm putting those numbers down. Yeah, but, but like in, in turn, but like for Brexit, does that make it hard for people like Sal or who have writers in the UK to fuck with them or whatever? You know what I mean? Or like companies in Spain that have like. UK writers, like I know, know Alas has like at least one or two goons. UK does it like fuck with them? You know what I mean? Like probably, actually, no. I would say definitively, and like that's something I pointed out earlier was that like this creates all these weird unknowns, right? Like if you're if you're woodshop, yeah, yeah. if you're if you're all of your boards are being made by um, excuse me, uh, HLC, right, which is based in the UK, yeah, yeah, right, and you're used to doing everything without work permits, without visas, without having to pay VAT, which is value-added tax, on shipping those boards back and forth. If you are, you know, if you are making enough money, like I imagine Lucas gets a decent salary from Palace, right? Is there yeah. going to all of a sudden be a, some sort of restriction on the British bank that Palace does their banking out of sending him his checks? Like, it's like this big question mark. Like, you don't even know. Yeah, no one knows. Crazy. You know, like, what if you wanted to be like, if you're a bunch of English skaters, like, yo, we're trying to go to Barcelona, the year you know and get some cheap apartment for the whole team and just film out there and work on a video it used to be that you didn't you know no visas no nothing like you just had your national id you didn't even have to come through with a uh, a passport or anything and i think that's where it's gonna it's gonna make some 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 interesting questions i mean realistically like some companies will probably just start consolidating their stuff within the eu and i don't know some british companies are gonna get hit because like a lot of clothing manufacturing, for example, is like is in Spain and Portugal and in Greece, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Shirt man, like making shirts, screening stuff, like making you know cut and sew, like and uh, the the line, you know, there's um, the exit from continental Europe into the UK is in Calais in the north of France, and on the other side is Dover, and like the big entry port for all the trucks and everything is in uh, a city called Kent. AK. Yeah, AK and, the uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's backed up. Wait, what did you say? You cut out there, Jason. Oh, oh the uh, the cliffs of Dover, like the famous uh, like white, mm-hmm. like oh yes, white cliffs. Yeah. Yep. Just on the other side of the cliffs is where the uh, the channel gets out and then takes you to yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's um a big um big loading area for stuff that's going to be shipped to the continent from the UK and vice versa. Stuff going in, stuff going out, and there's they basically they're doing testing right now to prepare for leaving the actual leaving not only the european union but the single market and the customs union and so like this is like boring stuff like flat screen tvs and skateboards and you know stuff like medicine and food you know livestock stuff like that and the numbers right now are terrifying because it's like they are the uk needs something like sixty thousand customs officials to start working on all the stuff that comes in and out because like the whole all of all of the UK and Northern Ireland relies on just-in-time, right? Like, the parts for the car that's being built uh, in Swindon, you know, they're coming from Germany or they're coming from France. They're getting there just-in-time, you know, with no taxes, and they're just being, in, you know, briefly inspected. Boom, they're through. So it's like, like I said, it's like it's, it's hitting every single corner of life. And I definitely think, like, some industries are going to feel the squeeze. And skateboarding doesn't have too many customs or business advocates so i imagine that um if there's like a hard stop and the uk just drops out and there's no sort of um and just becomes like what's known as a third country in trade talks then like you might see like you think we've got a board shortage now like there's definitely going to be a a board shortage like what is it film trucks which is based out of france like how are they going to get trucks you know across the channel over to the uk you know i mean there's already a shortage of stuff coming from the u.s with venture and thunder so yeah, it's a big question mark. It's it's a huge question mark. And yeah. Oh, no, but, like, they voted for it, right? There was a referendum or whatever. Yeah, a non-binding right? referendum. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, like, but it's so, so stupid. Like, what, it's like, what's the point? It's like, what's the point of exiting the union? I don't understand why anyone would uh, vote for it. Because <laughs> they got sold a false bill of goods, and now they're, you know, then they decided to certify that with a parliamentary vote. And carry through negotiations and they don't want to be in it and you know without going too far into the realm of the daily or a you know like a serious news podcast you know like (laughs) 
you know, talking about this from a skater's perspective, like so much of what has made UK skating so interesting is the fact that you can have these skaters from England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, you know, going all over Europe, you know, getting cool clips, establishing other companies, getting sponsored by continental companies or starting yeah. companies yeah. in their country and, and sponsoring the skaters from Europe, setting up shop in Barcelona. Spain, oh, easily, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah, exactly. Going to Berlin, you know, like, like that. I think that's the thing that has made UK skateboarding so interesting for the last twenty years, and also allowed those, you know, those skaters to really tap into something that was much, much bigger than that. And like, it sucks. It sucks for the companies that have people who are from all over, um, because like they're gonna lose money. I mean, (laughs) I mean, like a company like Palace will will probably be able to figure it out, but for a much smaller magazine you know, or a much smaller board company or a clothing company, it's going to be, you know, there's some, you know, unknown difficulties that are coming up. And like, you know, like we said, like most skate companies are garage, you know, mom and pop kind of operations. You're barely making ends meet. So this is going to, you know, it's going to introduce some pretty high barriers to to scaling and it's going to be tough, you know, and, you know, the weather in the UK isn't getting any better. No, no, it's not. That's uh, yeah, you got that right. Yeah, it's not like it's not like they can't visit, right? But the thing is, it's the ability to just up and move, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a like a like a regular skater, you know, sponsored skater who left school, like graduated, and just decided to go into skating and picked up odd jobs, or someone who dropped out of school and skated could get up and go and move to Spain, go to Portugal, go to wherever, go to someplace with nicer weather. And live, just like pack up, move, and start a new life, and live a good life, and not have to worry too much, and have all these aspects of their life, yeah. you know, super interconnected, and never have to worry about sending money or healthcare. That's the other thing is healthcare reciprocity. That you know, let's say you get injured on a trip, it used to be that your EU member, your health insurance from your home country is yeah, acknowledged. Yeah. Most countries have universal healthcare. Like what? At, at worst, you end up in some place which has a shitty system where you pay a couple hundred bucks. Better than anything we got here where you're out, you know, several thousand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Safe to say um, these small sk- British skate companies are going to be not stoked on uh, the Brexit. Nope. <laughs> which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Uh, so on a bunch of things. Um, venture trucks, uh, which manufactured in the city of san francisco uh california i'm soaked on um some fire red jordan fours which i just acquired one of my hobbies is collecting sneakers including jordan's like the way i look at it is i I forget who said this first but like jordan's and sneakers are like a cool design piece that's functional that you can own that's not super expensive like i'm not gonna get like a cause doll I can like buy a Basquiat painting or whatever, but I can buy a pair of Jordans that is a sick design piece that is fun- functional. So that's my like explanation for my fucking Jordan uh, hobby. And also stoked on the um, new FTC Barcelona video. If you're a Eurotech aficionado, as am I, you'll be psyched on it. A lot of the dudes from the LS camp are in there, like uh, Pedro. Adamboro, uh, Brian, Almergada, and um, Mikhail Vidal, plus a bunch of like Euro dudes that you probably never heard of. So that's it. Also, stoked on the Jamie Foy part on the new Desh- in the new Deathwish video, pretty much because of the music supervision. It's um, this one Frank Zappa song, which was in the credits to this one Mexican movie, like uh, Ito Mama Tambien. Ooh. Yeah, Super you've seen good. that shit? Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great movie. Yeah, great movie. Fucking, and it was like, whoever made that choice, is, and that's a fucking great movie. Choice. And I also watched this uh, Frank Zappa documentary, documentary on um, iTunes, which is pretty good. Like, it was $7. It's not really worth the $7 for the rental, even if you're a Frank Zappa like fan or whatever, but uh, it was pretty sick. So, yeah, stoked on that part. FTT Barcelona and um, Jordan Dementor. Patrick, what are you so good? Uh, shout out to uh, Alex Winter from Bill and Ted, who I think directed that Frank Zappa documentary. No, What's the name oh, of the documentary? Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, 
It's just called Zappa. If you look it up on iTunes, it's just called Zappa. I might have to watch that this weekend because I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, like seriously, he's kind of like a boring dude. It's kind of like a boring dude when you hear him talk. But like, I don't know. It's kind of unbelievable the shit he did. So I don't know. It's probably it. If you're into that type of shit, I mean, it's seven bucks. Like, what the fuck? You know, what, I mean? what the fuck else are you gonna do? Seven bucks. You're gonna get exactly. a beer and, and, and tip yeah. the bartender. You know what I mean? You're gonna go to, go to a bar that's not open. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're in, yeah, if you're in California. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> fuck else are you gonna do? Yeah, spend seven bucks. Give uh, Alex Winter his dough. I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I'm hyped that Alexis Sablone is off weekend and on all timers. Uh, also stoked that Levar Ball, all his kids are in the NBA. Never yeah. lost. Never ever lost. Shout yo, out to Big Brand. Yo, Dad of the Year award. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> 2020 was trash. Award. Yeah, but with Levar Ball, don't, don't know where, don't know where I fall on the Dad of the Year scale, but uh, doing that, but yeah, dude, Dad of the Year award for that dude. Something, something for all of us, <laughs> something for all of y'all who are fathers out there to aspire to. You know, love your kids and support <laughs> them like Levar. And when somebody like Jason Whitlock or Stephen A. Smith gets in your face, just let them know you never lost. Real quick, Jason Whitlock, fuck out of here! Like he's so whack, like. Whatever. Nobody he was getting in, like, sports. Or... No. <laughs> Nobody likes it. So corn. Anyway, go ahead, Patrick. <laughs> um, I'm stoked on a new video that is straight out of uh, the DMV, for those who don't know. D.C., Merlin, Virginia. Uh, a Merlin. lot of D.C. And, yeah, yeah. A lot of D.C. and be more heads in there, including some folks from Skate Twitter, Industry Cat, Owen Basher. Shout out to Carpet. Uh, it's called City Paper, and it's by... Uh, cinematographer called Namdi Iwe Kowaba. Uh, I hope I didn't butcher your name. If I did, you can call me out. People do it to me all the time. I know what it is, but yo, this is an ill video. Uh, it made me homesick for the East Coast. Uh, exceptional soundtrack. Uh, shout out to the DMV. It was my home for like 14 years. Like I'm a New Yorker, yeah. but like I love me some DMV too. So let me get some like some some yeah. Lake Trout and uh, a pit sandwich with yeah. extra horseradish but uh templeton but just like, on. real quick just like fuck the dc traffic like it's the worst it's worse than la it is real worse. bad <laughs> it is yeah. bad yeah i don't know fuck it <laughs> then again not like the metro's working oh god save the metro please <laughs> templeton what are you stoked on uh i'm stoked on uh, a netflix show called queen's gambit uh it's about uh, an orphan who plays chess. Yeah, it's just a good TV show on Netflix. Very bingeable. Yeah, and before we go, want to mention that um, my editor from the Skateboard Mag, Kevin Wilkins, um, he recently was diagnosed with prostate cancer, and um, they set up a GoFundMe for him. Um, he was a big influence on me. He was actually uh, on the pilot episode of the Mostly Skateboarding podcast way back uh, a million years ago. He also basically discovered me through most skateboarding, the blog, and offered me a job at the Skateboard Mag, where I worked for eight years with him. Uh, anyway, yeah, he um, also a big influence on Mike, who also wrote for the Skateboard Mag. So shout out to Kevin Wilkins. Uh, we're thinking about you. There's a GoFundMe for him. There's, yeah. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. Give a few dollars if you can. Uh, if you can buy an expensive cocktail, you can afford. And for all you fellas out there, I know you might think it's uncomfortable. I mean, we're all either late 30s or in our 40s. Get yourself <laughs> checked out. Get yourself checked yeah, out. No, it's it's not not a big deal. You get the blood test and, and you the the finger. It's not a big deal, dude. It takes like half a Did second. See, there you go. Jason just told you. Get yourself checked out. You know, <laughs> stay ahead. Of, stay stay ahead of the game. Keep your eyes on well, the like, ball. I, no pun yeah, intended. Well, based on. Based on her, like the blood test is more important. So definitely get the blood test at your yearly uh, checkup or whatever if you do that shit. Yeah, and definitely get screened. And if, again, please, if you got a couple, if you got a couple dollars, Kevin Wilkins, this is one of the big homies from Transworld and the Skateboard Mag, friend of the podcast, friend of skateboarding. You know, we don't have universal health care. It sucks using GoFundMe for these kinds of purposes, but it is what it is. Open your wallet. Yeah, you know it's kind. of, Yep. Yeah, what a world. Uh, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about. 
and other show notes. <clears throat> Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Uh, Patrick, where can the people find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks, on Instagram at P Kigongo. Jason, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, on the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on uh, Instagram at Frozen Dick Carbonite, and writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. Uh, where can the uh, people find you on the interweb? I am on the interweb at Mostly Skate on Twitter and at Mostly Skateboarding on Instagram. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Be safe, y'all. Later.